depending on what time it is where you are listening to us. Thank you so much for tuning into the Cornerstone podcast presented by Global Grace Ministries. I am Francis Hueso, the host of this podcast. This is the last episode of the series Thriving in Adversities. If this is the first time you are listening to our podcast, please go back and listen to the series from the beginning. That is the only way you'll understand better the subject that we are discussing. Today we will be talking about how to deal with the consequences of our sin. Last week we learned that we sin when we fall into temptation and we fall into temptation by taking opportunities the devil gives us to disobey God or when we allow our flesh to rule us. Every sin has consequences. Romans chapter 6 verse 23 tells us, For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The consequences of our sin, no matter what sin we commit, are the same. Sin brings death. Now, some sins produce a quicker death than others do, but all of them take us towards destruction. For example, driving under the influence might bring devastating consequences sooner than just over drinking without driving. But both produce death. Before I go on, I have to tell you that the consequences of our sins are not God's punishment. They are the results of a natural law. Just as the third law of Newton says that for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction, the consequences of our sins are not because God is angry with us. They are just the result of our disobedience. Period. God will punish us eventually for our sins, but he's not punishing anyone right now. In addition, God does not want us to sin because he loves us and he does not want us to suffer the consequences of our sin. Many people think that God does not want us to sin because he is selfish, boring, unloving, or simply doesn't want us to have fun with all his rules. But in fact, nothing can be further from the truth. God has sent us to this world to enjoy it, not to cause us pain. So please do not ever think that the hardships of your life are due to God being mad at you. He always loves you and he is never mad at anyone. With that said, and coming back to our subject, one of the adversities that we all face in this world are the consequences of sin either our own sin or the sins of others. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. Many people, especially young people, think that they are free to live however they want to because after all, they are living their life and not no one else's life. Sadly, that is not true. Unless you live on an island alone, everything you do affects others. The chain smoker, it is not only killing him or herself when he or she smokes. He or she is also killing everyone who breathes the smoke of his or hers cigarettes. The angry person who loses control of his temper always hurt people. Go with me to 2 Samuel chapter 11. We are going to start reading on verse 2. Then it happened. 
One evening that David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house, and from the roof he saw a woman bathing. And the woman was very beautiful to behold. So David sent and inquired about the woman, and someone said, Is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? Then David sent messengers and took her, and she came to him, and he laid with her, for she was cleansed from her impurity, and she returned to her house, and the woman conceived. So she sent and told David, and said, I am with child. David saw a beautiful married woman, had sex with her, and she got pregnant. Trying to cover her sin, David sent for her husband, thinking that he was going to sleep with her. Her husband was fighting a battle. Uriah, her husband, was a godly man who refused to sleep with his wife in consideration to his fellow soldiers. Therefore, David was in a predicament. He could choose to either have Bathsheba and the baby stoned for committing adultery, confess his sin, or kill Uriah. We know that sadly he decided to kill this godly man. Uriah was murdered on the battleground. The innocent man died not for his own sin, but for David's sins. Sadly, many of us have been or will be victims of someone else's sin too. Many years ago, I worked for a pastor who committed a horrible sexual sin. He lost his ministry for that sin, but he was not the only one who suffered the consequences. His ministry had dozen missionaries all over the world, hundreds of Bible school students, hundreds of church members, and many employees around the world. We all lost greatly. Some had to leave the countries where they were working and lost their employments. Others lost their jobs in the United States and also lost their church. We all had to relocate and therefore lost many close relationships. We did not do anything wrong, but the sin of one man affected thousands of people. My friend, if you live more than a few minutes on this earth, you will suffer the consequences of someone else's sin, and sooner or later, the consequences of your own sin. Therefore, we need to know how to deal with consequences. First, let us deal with our own consequences. If you are living in problems caused by your own foolishness, the only thing you can do is repent from your sins and stop sinning, especially if you are not the only one who's suffering the consequences of your sin. Here I feel the need to explain what repentance means, because most people do not know what it means to repent. Most people, when they face the consequences of their sin, do not repent. They might not like them or even feel bad for causing others pain, but that is not repentance. Repentance is not just remorse. Yes, when we repent, we are remorseful, but repentance also means to turn from evil and turn towards good or towards God. When we repent, we turn away from what we did. The drunk driver that gets a ticket and keeps on driving drunk was not repentant. The person who offended someone once, apologized and kept offending is not repentant. Let me give you an example of true repentance. I know a father who lost his temper once with his little girl and spanked her to the point that left marks on her legs. 
Once he saw what he had done, he felt terrible, asked for forgiveness to God and to his daughter, and never reprimanded his kids like that again. He still disciplined them, but he never did it while he was angry. He truly repented. In addition, a repentant heart owns the consequences of its sin. It does not blame anyone else for it. When Adam sinned, he was afraid, but not repentant. He did not own that sin. He blamed his wife and God for it. Eve, on the other hand, blamed the serpent. They both knew they were in trouble and tried to get out of it by blaming someone else. But my friend, that never works. We can only change what we own. We can only turn away from a sin that we claim. Every time that we try to blame someone else for our sin, we are not repentant. That was the difference between Saul and David. That was also the reason why God called David a man after his own heart. When Saul sinned against God, he blamed the people when he was confronted by Samuel. But when God confronted David for his sin, he owned to it. Go with me to 2 Samuel chapter 12. We are going to start reading in verse 9. It says, Why did you despise the word of the Lord by doing what it is evil in his eyes? You struck down Uriah the Hittite and took his wife to be your own. You killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Now therefore the sword will never depart from your house because you despised me and took the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your own. This is what the Lord says, Out of your own household I am going to bring calamity on you. Before your very eyes I will take your wives and give them to one who is close to you, and he will sleep with your wives in broad daylight. You did it in secret, but I will do this thing in broad daylight before all Israel. Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied, The Lord has taken away your sin. You are not going to die. You see here that when Nathan confronted David, David owned his sin. He was repentant and God forgave him. Nevertheless, if you continue reading the chapter, you will see that God forgave David and he did not die. But God did not take all the consequences of his sin away. The little boy, the baby Bathsheba had with him, did die. When we repent, most of the time we do not suffer all the consequences of our sins. But repentance does not mean a free out of jail car. That is why God does not want us to sin. Sin destroys us and destroys the people around us. Now, if you are suffering or have suffered the consequences of someone else's sin, my dear child of God, Listen closely because I will give you the key to deal with these type of consequences. So, what are we to do when we suffer the consequences of someone else's sin? In my case, for example, when the pastor I worked for sinned, I lost my job. I had to relocate from one city to another. But what hurt me the most was what he did. He hurt so many people. Some of them left not only the church, but also God. Some of the Bible school students never graduated and left ministry altogether. I was so upset and hurt, but I knew I could not hold a grudge against this man. That would only hurt me, not him. Therefore, I forgave him and asked God to help me heal from my hurt. It was hard. 
I had sacrificed many years working night and day for that ministry. But the good news is that I was not working for a man. I was not working for that pastor, but for the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. God healed my broken heart and used that pain for my benefit. That was one of God's processes in my life. I have a friend whose pastor betrayed him horribly. He had served his church for years. He had given a lot of money to support it, and sadly, the pastor used, abused, and betrayed my friend. The only way to deal with betrayal is forgiveness. I hope all of you know that pastors are humans and sometimes are in greater need than their congregations are. Most men and women of God are amazing, but I would lie if I not tell you that some pastors do hurt their people. If a pastor, a leader, or a mentor has hurt you, or if you have been a victim of people's sin, you have no choice other than to deal with it by forgiving. After you forgive, you will realize that for the children of God, everything works for our good. Even in hardship, God glorifies himself. You will see that somehow God will manage to teach you great lessons through that situation. David made many mistakes throughout his life, but you know what mistakes he never made? The mistakes that he saw Saul making. He learned from Saul's mistakes what not to do. I could not understand why God allowed me to go through what I went through with my former pastor, but I must tell you that I learned so many wonderful lessons from that. All that pain was worth it. Besides that, nothing in God is lost. Yes, that ministry I worked for eight years does not exist anymore, but many other ministries, including my own, were born from that. The lessons we all got from that situation blessed thousands and the devil lost because we forgave. The best part, child of God, is that if we have been victims of others' sin, we can ask for restitution. Unless we lose our lives, God will restore what we lost as victims of other people's sin. And if we lose our lives due to other people's sins, God in heaven will erase our pain and give us joy. Child of God, in this world, we are going to face tribulations. Pain is unavoidable. The only place without pain is heaven. But until we get there, we need to know how to deal with trouble. The best strategies to face trials is grabbing a hold of the promises of God. We conquer attacks of the enemy using our authority and the arsenal God has given us to do a spiritual warfare. We go through God's processes by holding on to his grace and enduring the season in faith. We conquer temptations by making sure our spirits govern our flesh, running from temptations and grabbing a hold of God's hands. And we deal with the consequences of sin by owning our sin, repenting, accepting his consequences, and finally, my family in Christ, if we are the victims of someone else's sin, we deal with it with forgiveness, learning from the people's mistakes, and trusting God to restitute what we lost. I hope this series has given you tools to deal with your adversities. Please remember that besides the tools we talked about, we face nothing alone. God is always with you and for you. And if God is with you, 
who can be against you? If we have blessed you, please rate and subscribe our podcast. In addition, if you would like to support us financially, you can do it by going to our website, globalgraceministries.com. Thank you so much and be blessed.